0: Happy Wednesday. It is yet another episode of the Airport Minute. Right now we're in Minute 18, the title of which is Drunken Dinosaur. We'll get into that in a little bit. My name is Jim O'Kane. I'm the host of TVDads.com.
1: And I'm Mark Cerulli. I'm the co-host of CovertOps.tv.
2: And I'm Rihanna Black, and I'm an actress. Uh, And my website's Ryan. Black.com.
0: Hooray. And the three of us here are going to be talking yet again about another minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, uh, Universal's 1970 movie, Airport. And where we are right now is... uh Pilot Vern and stewardess Gwen are at Gwen's apartment, and Gwen is explaining why the stewardesses are collecting dozens and dozens of little bottles of whiskey and cups and saucers from different airlines in her little cupboard. Because her buddy Gracie, who lives in the building, is getting married, and we're giving her a potty. (laughs) (laughs) So, Vern... Vern, busy in the kitchen wiping off uh, the whatever, obviously stolen cup and saucer, is telling her, "Well, if you could hijack a 707, you could start your own airline."
1: And that's pretty dun, brilliant, dun, dun. right? A captain, a captain of a plane, suggesting that.
0: Yeah, hijacking a seven hundred and seven. Yeah. By the way, have you put a gun to my head? And, but yeah, the other thing is, well, if you could steal an air, yeah, if you hijack a seven hundred and seven, and you'll also need uh, drinks, carts, and uh, some gasoline. She's got those in the closet. She's fine. She's he's totally fine with looting, uh, <laughs> looting the airline that he works for.
2: That's a good point. He did not seem upset about that. He seemed amused.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, sure, okay. And this is all leading up to
1: one of the great sexist lines of the first part of the movie. <laughs> well, the kind of fringe benefits you girls have to
0: offer,
2: I oh. can get your crew
0: right now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Keep stealing that liquor. <laughs>
2: but you know what? They offset it by having him wipe the dishes. <laughs> That's,
0: That's true. Right? right?
2: It's balanced. Yeah. Not entirely. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, a
1: cad with a heart of gold.
0: I can get you a crew yep. right now, yeah, but it's, uh, so yeah, so he he obviously can tie uh, petty theft into uh, starting his own airline. Um, one thing I have for years, I worked uh, for many years in the uh, aerospace business, and uh, we're for one company that sold used airplanes. They sold large, uh, not commuter jets, but big airplanes. Wow. And uh, one of the things they used to have a problem with was they would have uh, retired or about-to-be-retired pilots who would call up and say—it was always the same routine—they would call up and say, I've got a great idea for an airline that just uh, served—they'd talk about something like— They just served Nashville to Las Vegas, and you could fly flights from Nashville to Las Vegas. That's all they do, and they'd make a million dollars off of it, and they could could afford um, a whole fleet of airplanes. But they just needed uh, help with getting the first airplane, so could we lend them one so they could start the airline and make all this money? And uh, a fellow that I used to work with there who would take these calls had a giant uh, box of cornflakes with a dial over his desk. And uh, when he'd get one of these calls, he'd uh, turn the dial so that uh, there were three lights, green, yellow, red, over the top of the box of cornflakes. And he would turn it from green to yellow to red. And that was uh, the company's flake we get a flake calling in oh. with an idea of i've got a great way to start an air, airliner all you need to do is lend me a 7 million dollar aircraft and i would be happy to start an airline you know it's like if i had a million dollars i could be rich yeah well that's... <laughs> when, I, <laughs> yeah. when when i heard this line with vern i kept thinking somewhere you know he start when after this movie was over and he was getting ready to retire and he had to pay all that al- well Alibon. don't talk about
2: it no, yeah spoilers. <laughs> some,
0: some, someday. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, I would think he, he was probably calling a bunch of uh, asset management departments of uh, a bunch of airlines, you know, like Boeing and stuff like that, saying, hey, if you could lend me a DC-9, I've got a great idea. We could fly from Rome to Minneapolis, but we'd, we'd go through Miami so that it would never get into bad weather. So, yeah, the, this is where this is where the pilot flakes came from, this, this movie. One thing we were talking about offline uh, in this movie, as you're watching... The dean wiping off the cup and saucer behind him, underneath the cabinet where the whiskey bottles and the little cups and saucers are hanging. Directly below that, look carefully. There is a white electrical appliance. It's uh, rounded on the top. It's flat on the bottom. It seems to be standing on top of a plastic stand. It's sitting on top of. Got a red
1: light on the top too.
0: It's got a yeah, some kind of like red or orange light. Don't know what it is. I've asked many people over the years what that could be. It's been it suggested everything from a bagel toaster to a pencil sharpener to a meat grinder to possibly uh, some kind of an early Cuisinart, some some kind of way of mashing up food. Juicer? Um, could it be a juicer? juicer yeah, juicer. Oh. Yeah. It's just... I don't know what it is. It does take up an awful lot of real estate. I mean, they've got a blender and they've got, I forget, there's some other thing on the, and there's like a drying rack, but then there's that, that machine. And I've looked, I've looked online. I've asked people in their seventies and sixties if they've ever seen anything like that. Nobody seems to know.
1: A vacuuming robot, you know, maybe the (laughs) prototype back then. That only, only does countertops.
2: I don't know. We need Um, to make this like a listener challenge. And if somebody guesses it right, we can send them tiny little bottles of alcohol.
1: Well, well, yeah, say it, yeah, or a TWA uh, uh,
0: cup. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, I can get a hold of one of those. So, yes, we will we will offer a TWA uh, coffee cup. <laughs> I'd
2: mean to get I you into that. Sorry,
0: I can't get you the saucer. No, this is this is the Rihanna challenge apparently now. So we were <laughs> identify what it is. If you can show us something online where this has like you know it's listed in an old Sears catalog or some kind of a it was a Black and Decker or something or other, let us know. And if we find out, the first one to get the right answer you'll get a TWA coffee cup.
2: Here's the thing though, how will we know if it's the right answer?
0: I think we'll have to judge. Okay. I think this will be a judging All thing. Right. So we will be examining. Sorry. This may take this may take months or years. I mean the podcasts are forever so sometime if you're listening to this in 2041 and we're still alive we'll we'll get that coffee cup out to you i will leave it to my my actually my granddaughter is visiting this week so i will give it to my granddaughter and she will track you down sometime in the distant future but check the website first because we'll, you'll find out whether or not it's been solved and we'll also have a picture of it and
1: <laughs> by then we'll you either we'll get a coffee cup or we'll give you a soggy george kennedy cigar your choice Ooh.
2: Boy, that's that's actually <laughs> that's a way. tough choice. It is yes,
0: personally chewed. Oh my goodness! Or maybe if we can get one, we'll we'll find one of those whatever that device is at a yard sale and send it to you. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's it. Right,
0: somewhere, somebody knows somebody. It could be a fondue maker or some kind of a cheese. Gr- Who knows? We will find out though. So keep checking back. So that's yeah. That's 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 the immediate mystery, but. uh the other mystery is Gwen standing in the other room while uh, Vern is y- yapping on about how to uh, have uh, fringe benefits to uh, – oh, actually, I'm sorry. It, we, did we say the line yet? I don't think we did. We were talking about the most sexist line. Um, uh, I think we did. We, we did oh, I think did you we, did, yes. did, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm backtracking. But yes, it fringe is – Fringe benefits is, line? The fringe be- – yeah, the yeah. fringe benefit line. so, so, so good, Vern let's say his, it
1: again. Well, yes, with the kind of fringe benefits you girls have to offer – I can get your crew right
0: now. And there Gwen is standing in the other room, smiling away when she just realizes what that meant. He's nicely tacky. <laughs> yes. <yeah>, so, <laughs> so she's thinking off, but she's, is she thinking of that or is she thinking of something else? She's ready to, she's ready to just open her mouth and say something to Vern. Vern, I've got something important to tell you. It's, uh, 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 and then she just doesn't. She does do that great, acting with her eyeballs. It's... Uh, she just
1: did the dishes for her. She didn't want
0: to ruin. Well, Well, there's that, yes. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Royal Shakespeare Company really taught her how to do the old eyeball. Uh, the, the corneal soliloquy, I think is what it's I'm called.
2: I'm telling you, she commits. Like, nobody's yeah. business. It's awesome. Ah, uh,
0: it's... She just cooked that one straight through. And I'm assuming... When she when they filmed that one shot of her, that Dean had already gone back to the golf course, and he wasn't even around when she was filming that portion of it. So she probably had to just look wistfully, and there's a – don't
1: think he stayed on the set to do the eyelines?
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think there was a guy with a I'm stick with a ping day. pong ball. <laughs> yeah.
1: Give me my golf <laughs> cart. I'm out of here.
0: She's looking at some old guy in a cardigan standing there reading uh, the sporting news and smoking a <laughs> cigarette, no doubt. <laughs> yes. Go, go. Uh huh. Yes. T- take three, baby.
2: Which makes it that much more impressive how well yeah, she does. She, she yeah, she
0: worked yeah. right through it. Total professional. So she she pulled all she pulled all that stuff out and then uh, and then they were you know ready to roll. She got she got that scene done. They went back to the two shot with uh, with Vern and they did that that little cutesy thing where they're turning out. All the 500-watt uh, light bulbs in the room at the same time with those little switches in the uh, in the kitchen, and the whatever that bedroom slash living room slash everything else room is. Um, while the while the music and the the harpsichords play, so that ends the uh, the giant apartment scene. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I would like to point out because we did mention this the other day, the teeny tiny suitcase.
0: Yes, there it yes, is. There is. There it is, the teeny tiny, <laughs> the the suitcase. Yeah, the one that she can fiddle. It's you know, it's kind of like if you ever watch Mary Poppins and she's pulling out the uh, the lampshades and the, the giant plants and stuff. Uh, that's it's that in reverse. It's a little clown car with a with a handle on it. Um, one other really tiny thing to notice is they kind of didn't bother with some of the set. If you look to the far left as they're turning out the light, just below the sink, it just kind of ends. There's no like they had cabinets and then the cabinets just kind of stopped and it's just, Oh no, there's a sink in midair, but you know, it's only,
2: <gasps> it's only Oh, I totally seconds. see it. I just freeze framed on it.
0: Yeah. <gasps> it's like that just leads off to, you know, the, the craft service table is off to the left, another 10 feet. And then
2: the guy with the know, boom that, is under there trying to exactly mic the whole thing. <laughs> yes.
0: Don't step on the wires. There's a lot of duct tape. So, you know, <gasps> it, it, it's amazing that you can't. I mean, the way they shot that that one last scene is like you don't see any like mark tape on the floor. It's just whoops. Hmm. So, but you know, one take, Dino. They don't. They don't right. have time for that.
1: Dino, we want to build a bottom to the sink. No, no. <laughs> it's now or never.
2: My tea time is calling. <laughs>
0: right. Yes, yeah. hit the road. So uh, off they off they went. Uh.
1: <laughs> what is that thing under there? It's uh, it's orange or red. It's I red
0: is it is it a trash can or is it I, I think it's just fire
1: extinguisher yeah, I think it's the said fire extinguisher the, the fire, fire marshal extinguisher is right to the left.
0: they just left it there or it was some box that they it, it was some box that they put short people on so they could you know get get the same eye lines, but it just yeah it <laughs> it's like i don't you know no time for this, but people accept that when they're when they're watching a movie. I they didn't, didn't
2: notice it until you pointed it out, yeah, wow. well,
0: that's the beauty of freeze frame i mean that that has destroyed movies. Of the past forever. You can go through and just look at all the stuff like that, like that juicer, whatever thing. It just, it makes, it gives you enough time to sit there and ponder, why is it so crazy?
2: It does look like a pencil sharpener. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But you wouldn't,
0: would you really give up that much counter space for a pencil sharpener? I mean, and and the pencil would have to be the size of a baseball bat. I mean, it's just.
2: <laughs> Everything about this apartment confounds me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just why do they have so many lights and where's the where are the lights in the bedroom i can't figure that there's like two little lamp stands and apparently
1: jackie knows yeah she
0: uh, knows. there's like a wall of lights strapped to the wall of the uh you know uh, uh, behind the cabinets there there must be just a gigantic floodlight and where's the pointed. switch where's the it's, light it's, switch it's, is it behind the wall it's it's behind the wall they're both touching the wall it's at that same little circuit there and they just you know <laughs>
1: Nice, the gaffer guy oh, just that's threw brilliant! The, Nicely done. It, the gaffer earned his pay that day.
0: Yeah, it's a boom gone. Yeah, and Dino made his tea time probably. Yeah. So they uh, they all went. Uh, <laughs> they all went to what is it? What's that in front of uh, Universal? The Haversham? I don't remember the name of the street. That
2: Lancashire.
0: Lancashire, That's right. Yeah, Lancashire. They all just bailed out on Lankersham and Off. That was the end of the day. After that, they get back to uh, uh, this. Oh, we're back on location in uh, in Minneapolis we're in a traffic jam and uh, there's two police cars driving down i wonder where they got all this, i mean did they did they ask everybody at the airport to get in line and just could you, would you like to be in the movie we would like to use your car for a snow covered thing Jim but there must styles. be they must be models. no no the it's toys. real i know they're time no toys. no this is 1970 they can't afford that so <laughs> there's a just a big string of of cars stuck on um manheimer oh it's on carlton road they're on carlton road just east of manheim as if we know where that is and uh george- <laughs> and george kennedy has a phone in his yeah. car <laughs> he's got a phone and he's got a cigar that's all oh, i like needs. that
2: guy's out. ahead of his time
0: and he's got his it's winter in chicago or you know theoretically chicago it's, it's january in chicago and he's got the window rolled down because you know you got to let the smoke out and he's just waving that cigar he's got the cigar in one hand he's got the phone and he's just you know, yelling about yelling at Mel. He says he's stuck in traffic and he gives him all the instructions as to where he's at. And uh, then he, he drops that line that, uh, which probably sounded really good at the table read and it probably looked really good when they were uh, writing it, but it just sounded really corny when he says that there was a tractor trailer that and flipped over and it's laying on its side like a drunken dinosaur.
2: Because apparently that was a big problem in the dinosaur time drunkenness. <laughs>
0: Then they get unruly. Yeah, driving while extinct. It's just one of those. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's Joe is the poet of TWA. That's all there is to it. Every time he comes out with a line, boom, he's got a philosophy. So
2: beautiful alliteration, drunken dinosaur,
0: drunken dinosaur. It's
2: it. It's <laughs> a line you can get behind.
0: These are the things that roll through his head while he's puffing on that cigar, big wet cigar. Just so. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back from poor joe out there on uh, on uh, carlton road to mel who's uh back at why doesn't he why isn't he back in his own office i don't understand but he's he's there sitting in tanya's tanya's office and in
1: immaculate uh, suit and tie yes After yes what, his, this has got to be a, 15th hour on the
0: job. Later on, uh, as Tanya says here, Mel's giving all these instructions to Joe, who's stuck in a car. You know, now I need you out here in 15 minutes or call me back and we'll get the highway patrol. Why wait 15 minutes? Why not call the ha- highway patrol right now and say, i have got to get the runway clear. Get this guy in.
1: Right, right.
0: So it's like, let's clear it up in 15 minutes. And
1: I love the whimsical uh, sculpture next to the phone. And then uh, that's got to be the world's biggest ashtray, Right. <laughs> Either that or it's a spittoon for George Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> Petroni's coming in. Get the spittoon. Yes,
0: catch this. I, yeah, well, 1970 was probably like the average air, uh, ashtray. It, apparently, the cleaning crew just went in because everything is spotless. I mean, it's a perfectly cl- clean ashtray. But, uh, you know, he's giving all these. He, uh, apparently, he has swayed for the highway patrol. But, uh, yeah. I
1: you're like the clean set.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he's freaking, out. he's enjoying his freak out. I mean, when, the more you watch this, he doesn't delegate, but he does enjoy freaking out about how much trouble there is. So he gets up and he starts yelling about how he's got to go check the snow desk, and get up there, I'm, I'll be back in time. You know. And uh, Tanya stops him and says, you're exhausted, you've been rushing around for three days. So he's been through three solid days of doing this. He it looks just, great.
1: And, and yep. his shirt and his suit doesn't have a wrinkle. No, no. Well,
0: well, he keeps changing it. Remember, at the beginning, he changed out of that tuxedo. So yeah. this might have, this might have been his Thursday suit, and just you know, he's, he's apparently maybe he's got it at work, and he just has all the dry cleaning delivered there.
1: You see the hat hanging in the hat, in the coat rack and the coat, next yeah. To him? Yeah, I wonder if he does, you know, like James Bond used to throw it and it was just, you know, <laughs> yeah, it does a money <laughs> pen, uh,
0: with Tanya. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's probably an outtake. It'll be on the DVD.
0: <laughs> oh, that's if, awesome. If you're done with Tanya Livingston. 00's, <laughs> Mel, come out to runway two nine.
2: <laughs> also, what's the trophy for on the right? Like who won that? Hmm. There's a, a teeny ton. tiny little trophy.
1: I think that's the uh, best coffee and sandwiches trophy. <laughs>
2: that's, that's, <laughs> a
0: sandwich with a crust cut off. Yes. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Isn't that an odd thing to have in an office? Like a little cup.
0: Oh, she might. I don't know. Maybe she won the. Uh, no, they didn't have marathons back then. Maybe I don't know. She fastest typing. I don't know. It's just for, I it was, know. It's just it, odd. It's all it's all peculiar, and she faces like she's the she's the head of customer relations for the airport. So she's got a desk. That's facing the the other that other room that we haven't been in yet. The the room that's before you get to the Commander's Club. So how far up in the organization is she? Because the is only that what it's called the Commander's Club. The yeah, that's their uh, their frequent or you know their private uh, right, okay. flight club like like Delta like the Admiral Club or whatever. right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's the Commander's Club, but she's on the other side of like there's like a neutral zone between her office. And the Commander's Club—I don't know what that's called. We're—we're going to call it the Executive Lounge. Oh, right, So it's also the Stowaway Interrogation Room, but we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> and it's—and that room has no windows. It's just got a fireplace with a roaring fire. So I don't—I <laughs> don't know why. It, This—it's just very at an airport. Yeah. Yeah. You're at, yeah at an airport. They have a fire going in a fireplace,
2: which seems unsafe to me. Yeah. I just want to say that.
0: Do you really do you really need a fireplace at your airport? I don't. You Can know. you want
2: to be reminded of a fiery death. Yeah. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. think so. <laughs> I
1: don't. You want? some hummus and some chips. That's what you want. Not yeah, a fireplace.
0: Yeah, I, I think you'd want a window just to see if the airplanes are still out there and what the weather's like. You don't. Re- the last thing you want to want to do is deny yourself a view of the weather. Anyway, it's it's nighttime. I think we're roughly at about eight o'clock at night, and so she's working. Double shifts too. She's there. She has to go through all those uh, those uh, fifty dollar wrenched back uh, release forms that she just got from the the last flight that, that she went out to meet <laughs> greet. So she's got all kinds of problems, and then she's got a she's got to wait for this apparent stowaway that's coming in. But meanwhile, she's uh, she's got to calm down Mel, who runs the whole flippin' airport. Now, when we we saw the opening of the movie. We saw two rows of ticket booths, and there was Transglobal in the front, and then there was Continental Delta, uh, Northwest Airlines, American, Eastern, you know, a, a do- are there a dozen Tanya's? From the different airlines, and does does Mel have to go and talk to all of them, or does everybody at the airport know? Oh, he's going to go talk to Tanya again. Back, you know? it seems to be he just hangs out at one airline and none of the other ones.
2: That's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: I mean, if I were the customer service rep from TWA, I'd be wondering. Well, how, when is Mel going to come over and talk to me about my problems where we're having things going on? And, is you know, how come he doesn't go out whenever we have a problem with our air? Or maybe he does go. Maybe he's, you know, he's there for three days. And the same thing that happened with Global yesterday happened to uh, to Northwest. And, uh, you know, he had to deal with Cary Grant and uh, Leo G. Carroll. I don't know. That, that's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's it's all very confusing. We will continue watching the movie. I think that's all we have for for today's. But please, everybody, if you it's
1: an action packed minute, that's for it, sure.
0: It sure is. This is a, a drunken dinosaur to remember. So we will uh, we will return to uh, more action tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll uh, will hear from somebody between. Well, we won't hear from somebody between now and then. This will be remain a mystery, <laughs> published. But we'll find out about that mystery machine. That's maybe it's something to do with Scooby Doo. We'll see. But we will be back again talking. And about if anyone
1: my- has a similar trophy. Send us a photo. Yes, is it like? We'll try third? to match it up.
0: I'm going with bowling. I'm thinking it's Chicago. You know, it's the it's the northern tier. Even if it we're Minneapolis, they'd probably do bowling, ice fishing.
2: She could have won the ooh.
0: you know like largest pickerel. So I ooh.
2: I do love the extra layers in this podcast of the challenges and the it's it's yeah I like it. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, well, as Vern it, says, we call him as we see him.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have our eyes examined. Yes. So, uh but tomorrow we're going to have lots more uh things like split screens and and you know, child actors. There's, there's a bunch of that coming up. So, lots of lots of fun on Thursday. So, please join us. In the meantime, you can reach out to us. Uh as we always say, you can go to Twitter Airport Minute. You can go to Facebook, which is also Airport Minute, or you can go to our website airportminute.com uh where you can find All of our past episodes and future episodes to come. Please subscribe also to iTunes uh, for downloads of uh, Airport Minute. And if you go to iTunes, please leave us a glowing review so that people will find us and uh, we'll be able to beat those uh, serial punks back to the first place. We'll see what happens.
2: Take that, NPR.
0: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) We're on to you, Ira Glass. In any case, join us tomorrow for Minute 19, which is known as Isn't the Snow Super? In the meantime, good day. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. (laughs) Bowling.